The following episode contains violence, strong language, child endangerment, and drug-related humor. Previously on Masks and Mayhem. I don't want to uproot my son's life if you're just going to bug off again. I think I'm here for the long haul, and if you and Carl are coming out here, then... Yeah, I I can commit to this place. So, you step through the portal and you see yourselves on top of a tall-ass building in Highwind's Old Town District. You know, you guys kind of look off and you see this huge futuristic skyline uh, for downtown Highwind City with all sorts of massive LED lights and advertisements uh, giving the downtown area almost a heavenly glow. Meanwhile, where you're standing can only be described as an urban hell. Just a lot of, like, old brickwork that you can tell was built like a hundred years ago and just left a rot since then. The streets are all cracked and torn over. There's almost like an air of pollution making the sky like a noxious dark yellow. You definitely understand a thing or two about why Brock's so much of an asshole now. I presume that situation must be serious if hero-like crafter is here, so let us properly introduce. He's got like a uh, this pendant on a necklace around his neck. He actually like pokes it and you see, like, his old man face kind of digitize away. Ooh. And it's this, like, 22-year-old kid. Dmitry Dragunov, better known as Gutter Knight. Pleasure to meet. And he kind of, like, looks up at Karafter. However, I do know man who might be able to help. He is, uh, abrasive. And up a staircase, up the literal red carpet, and sitting on an actual throne is where you see him. And he booms out. Who forgot to knock for the home of Atlas the Alpha? You will go down into the tunnel and eventually reach a sprawling area known as Subway City. Make a left and continue the travel until you see the sign for a building for Underground Radio Revolution. There you will meet a child named Mosey. He is the one you seek. A child? Yardak, Visual Aid, and Crafter, you have just entered the depths of the underground. 
you are currently in the district known as Subway City. The tunnel is dark, dimly lit by fluorescent light tubes and, you know, whatever random literal dumpster fires are nearby. <laughs> You're surrounded by crumbling, brutalist concrete architecture with little tin shacks set up in between. And you have been tasked to find Underground Radio Revolution. That's a person's name? Uh, no, that's the building that you're going to. You're looking for a kid named Mosey Buzzov. Oh. Because I was like, un- Radio Revolution, I was like, what a pretentious name. What an asshole. It sounds like a name I'd give a villain, but what y'all up to? So I suppose the crafter, having never been here before, is kind of taking this all in. How far, like, how far away can I see? Uh, or is this like all tunnels or did we enter into like a more open space? So Subway City is literally like built into uh, decommissioned subway tunnels. Uh, they've been widened up quite a bit to, you know, fit a city in there, but uh, it's essentially a series of tunnels. Where you're at, in particular, is sort of like a turn, like a bend. So, you know, to your right, there's just a long row of, well, poverty. And to the left is, you know, poverty, but that lower middle class kind. Wow, so it really is Detroit. Luckily for you, you're going to the left. (laughs) Also, bruh, the people of the underground probably wish that this was Detroit. <laughs> yeah, the reason I was asking about what I can see is I think Crafter, a lot of times, especially in a in a less familiar area, is scoping it out because he needs to be able to perceive to create portals. Or has to like has a, have a better sense of where he's going, lest he portals, you know, into a brick wall and can't go through it. So what you're saying is he needs to start thinking with portals. Yeah, he's thinking with portals a lot. Yardak, take five damage. I don't care if that's not how it works in this game. <laughs> Worth it. Uh, RC, if that's what you're in particularly trying to do, roll me a perception check. So I rolled a 12, add 6, 18. You know, with an 18, yeah, you've got a pretty good sense of, like, where you are. You're able to pick apart a couple of, you know, distinct landmarks, you know, that building's green instead of the shitty concrete gray. Oh, look at that. This person's house is made out of a a PBR sign. You know, just little things like that to kind of help you differentiate, like, here's where I am. And, uh, I'm going to say that with an 18, you know, that's going to continue until you get to your location. Okay. And then I might make you roll again if I'm feeling particularly dickish. I want to... Give a look around and see if there's any open bodies of water, like pipes or anything that have burst or anything down here. Well, the sake of fairness, roll me another perception check. There's a chance I will also have to roll a perception check. Well, we will get to that when we do. 25 altogether. So yeah, with a 25, uh, you're definitely able to tell that there's water pipes in here, just based on how moist the area is. You know, you can even see- you said you got a 25? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you can even see one of the pipes leaking. Okay. Like, you- you're gonna be covered if need be. You might cause some damage, but hey, it's not your city. I was gonna argue that technically, I don't think this is anybody's city. I think this is technically squatting. <laughs> like, just large-scale squatting, right? Uh, I mean, technically, this is part of the city. Like, 
Subway City is essentially a suburb to the underhaze, which is where, like, the power plants and the water treatment facility are. They just took all the ugly shit and stuffed it underground, and then- I guess what I'm saying is, like, no one down here is paying taxes. There is no- you don't have a post office down here. They probably- if you cause damage, it probably won't end up on the news, because they don't want the police to know what's down here. Can I want to piggyback off of my previous uh, perception roll, potentially? I just want to know, can I tell with- you said there's a lot of poverty around here, I assume that there are some impoverished people. Has anyone given us nasty looks? As far as you can tell, a couple people have, like, glanced over at you, but no one's really giving you a weird look. A lot of you look fucking weird enough to belong down here. I wanted to see if- because you were saying people look kind of weird anyways, but- I want to see if there was, like, a kind of overall look that people tend to have that I could use to try and blend in. My response to that was going to be like, yeah, poor. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, R.C., that was my answer. (laughs) I mean, I figured, but I I don't know how to describe Ruby makes poor people clothes? What the fuck does that mean? (laughs) Uh, Roll me a perception for the sake of fairness. 22 overall. I rolled an 18. Okay, so with a 22, um, it's not so much that you notice that, like, there's a different, like, clothing style or anything down here. But the one thing that you notice trying to pick apart, uh, people's looks down here is that, uh, boy howdy, there's a lot of people that look rather mutated. Folks with extra eyes, couple extra fingers, you know, disfigurations. You're able to tell pretty quickly that, uh, you know, if you're born with something wrong with you, they just kind of throw you down here. Ruby now feels sad. I think, because Ruby's costume isn't particularly flashy, I think she's good, and she's not going to, like, try and make herself look like she's mutated, because that sounds ableist as fuck. A little bit. <laughs> um, Didn't even think about that when I gave the description, but now that you mention it. Spent a lot of time observing these mutant people, so I'm going to start making my way, I guess you said, towards the left side of the town. Yeah, I think Ruby does kind of make a jacket, though, and just kind of put up, that way she can, like, keep a mask on without it, like, being, like, obvious she's wearing a mask. Dan, you're dressed in your traditional Atlantean shit, right? Yes. Do you want stuff? Yeah, I'll give me, like, a trench coat. I make a trench coat and give it to Yardak. I ask uh, the crafter, like, do you want anything to blend in? Underneath his cloak, he's a rather clean individual. Like, you know, he's just, it's pretty much just, like, literally a very plain, plain look shirt and uh, and slacks. But I think he kind of reaches out. I assume that these are, like, mo- not concrete walls, but some of them are, like, dirt. Yeah, I throw dirt clots at him. Yeah. Okay, I was going to say he just rubs his hand along the wall and, like, smears it on himself so as to not look too clean. A little bit on his cloak. Okay, yeah. But basically he keeps the cloak wrapped around himself, so he's pretty much just a walking a walking cape with a hood. Congratulations, he looks sufficiently poor. Since Ruby wears mostly black, I think the dirt wouldn't show up that well anyways. He basically looks like a, a very young Grim Reaper. I dig it. So yeah, uh, I start making my way towards, uh, what'd you say it was? Radio City Underground? Underground Radio Revolution. Make my way towards Underground Radio Revolution. Oh god. So as you walk toward... uh, Um, that's not... (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? You start to walk toward uh, Underground Radio Revolution, and you definitely notice that, like, the more you walk, the more it starts to feel like an actual town. You know, you see a couple of street vendors, a couple marketplaces. You see a movie theater, weirdly enough, before finally you see it. I have a question. What's playing at the movie theater? Because I'm just curious. Um, nothing that's been out for less than ten years. That makes sense. Are there any panhandlers? 
Tootsie. Yeah, Tootsie, Terminator 2, Singing in the Rain, and oddly enough, Pootie Tang. My question still stands, though. I don't know who they would be trying to get it from, but are there any panhandlers? All over the place. Well, no, just being poor doesn't make them a panhandler. Anyway. Jesus Christ, Darcy. Or is there currency? I don't know how the underground works. Do they use USD? How, how does the society work, Brandon? Chuck E. Cheese tokens. We uh, arrive, you said? Or, or do we just see it? You're walking down and... You see in giant red neon letters, you are our... Percy, you read and write other languages, right? Yeah, he speaks Spanish and Mandarin. On the side of the building, you see that, you know, Underground Radio Revolution is written in, like, 20 languages on the side of the building, two of them being Spanish and Mandarin. See, if, if he hadn't left Cassie back at the Laser Hut, she could read all of them. Yeah, you see just this large brick building, which is really weird because everything else is, you know, concrete and scrap metal, but here it is, a big old brick building. Are there doors, or is it just open walkway, you know? Ruby wonders out loud how they got bricks down here. Do they have to carry it brick by brick? That I will leave a mystery. Yes, there are doors. Like, you know, pull open doors. Does, is there anyone guarding it? Is there anything, or can I just walk right in? It doesn't really look like there's anyone guarding it. Again, what are we trying to guard? <laughs> But to say, I was like, yeah, what are they going to do? No, not through this hole in the wall. Throw the doors open. Not not brashly, but just, like, you know, enough that, like, hello, is anyone here? Kind of, like, gets anybody's attention. Yeah, I think I, Ruby walks in like, I'm supposed to be here. I am not intruding in the poor space. You walk into uh, this wide-open reception area with all sorts of mismatched furniture you could tell was probably plucked out of a dump somewhere. And uh, sitting at a desk is this old, frail woman who looks up at you. Oh, hello! Are you here to threaten us on behalf of the corporations? Oh, like like for, like, quote-unquote protection money? I mean, I, that's one of the things they bother us for. What are you here for? Ma'am, we're seeking, seeking someone named Mosey. Oh, you're assassins then, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Not on purpose. Uh, n- no. I mean, no. When we say this to the old lady, what happens? She kind of squints at you and goes, You seem trustworthy enough. Bradford, you could take the day off. You actually see directly in front of you a man become uninvisible. A big, hulking, lizard-looking motherfucker who goes, If she vouches for ya, and kind of slithers away. <laughs> yes. Oh, like a chameleon. That's what I was like. I was like, he's a lizard and can also go invisible? Well, uh, yeah, chameleon. I was blanking on the word. I figured it. No, 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 no. You you, understood, you explained it properly. I'm just an idiot. What's his name? You said Bradford? Bradford. Yeah, Bradford. Does the lady lead us anywhere after Bradford slithers away? So yeah, Bradford slithers away and the lady smiles at you and says, Go on down the hallway, third door to the left. If you see the little red light on, don't go in. That means he's live. He'll be very upset. I'm sorry, if we see what? I uh, see a little red light, it means he's live. Oh, okay. We're in presumably what is a radio station, I, I've gathered. Yes. Okay, cool, 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 cool. But yeah, you walk down the corridor, and thankfully, it's not on. I give the door a quick knock, knock, knock. Come in. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna need a moment. <laughs> so you open the door, and uh, you see this grimy-looking kid, maybe like 12, 13 years old, 
you know, pretty typical blue jeans, hoodie, uh, dark, shaggy hair. He looks up at you. Hi there. How can I help you? Ruby wants to adopt this child and save them from this life. <laughs> He's coming back to the hut. Wait, Atlas told us, Gutter Knight told us to find Atlas. Atlas told us to find Moe's. So we asked Moe's, I suppose, to find Laserhawk. Yeah, you're starting to realize that this is actually just a giant fetch quest, aren't you? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, but we're trying to fetch a person. Hello, a trusted source told us that you could help us to find a lost compatriot of ours. I suppose I do know the underground pretty well. Who are you looking for? Most would know him by the name Laserhawk. Wait, what the actual fuck? I'm sorry, Eric Cartman. <laughs> I think you're a couple years late, sir. I love this kid. You're so good at this voice. I am so very jealous. Oh, yeah, I, we know he's been in uh, elsewhere for a little bit, but he uh, isn't where he usually is right now, and we were led to believe he might be back here. That would explain a few of the weird things that have been going on here. Surprised I haven't heard more about it. What's been going on? Been a lot of, uh, uh, let's, let's, let's call it a little bit of ruckus. You know, just a lot more baddies going around doing asshole things. Been a few robots, that's really weird. You know, usually Okada's pretty good about keeping their shit in the tower. Box back, it, it is fully understandable why things have gone tits up. Oh, you know his name. I know a lot of things. You are Mosey. Yeah. Mosey Buzzoff. Pleasure to meet ya. I go by the craft. What's your actual name? We'll get to that later. I just imagine, like, you don't tell him, and he just turns around and, like, looks at something, and he goes, oh, what's this? I don't know this child. This child probably has a shiv somewhere on him. Y you can call me Visual Aid. Okay, fine. And you? No hidden name here, it's just Yardak. Ah, one person to keep it simple. Weird name. Yeah, I, you know... That's the whole gills thing. Oh, you're that guy. Hey, do you guys have pet sharks? Uh, not pets. More side-by-side, give-and-take relationship. Some are cool. Yeah, I can imagine that there's probably some sharks out there that are dicks. Yeah. Don't even get me started about the dolphins. I'm so happy that you mentioned that. You know, I've been reading a lot about dolphins lately. Whole time he's typing away on a computer. So, uh, what is he, what is he typing away about? Well, it's at this point that it goes, hmm, okay. Ah. Ah, fuck. Uh, I have good news and I have bad news. Uh, the good news is, boy howdy, has there been a lot of weird stuff happening in the Underhaze. Bad news is, it looks like we're gonna have to go to the Underhaze. Is that not where we- wait, I thought we were underground already. Is there under-underground? Yeah, you're in Subway City. The Underhaze is another district. Oh, man. You know, kind of like how you had Manhattan and the Bronx and Queens. We have those too. It's not all shithole. So you're saying it's just a different kind of shithole? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Oh, you say we are going. Would you be coming with us? I mean, I don't have another shift until tomorrow. I got nothing better to do. You know what? Ruby's going to completely earnestly ask. Is there someone you need to tell that you're going somewhere? Uh, yeah, me, myself, and I. I have so many questions about the business model of this underground radio station, and also the technological model. None of it will get answered. I'm sure someone's gonna run into us about how fucking radio waves don't work like that, though. I mean, technically, the radio and everything's run off of Wi-Fi, but again, we're not getting into that right now. The underground has a complex etymology that we are barely scratching the butt cheeks of. You say words. Ruby did actually ask the, like, you don't have, like, a parent or guardian we should... Ruby does not want to accidentally kidnap a small child. I mean, obviously, I gotta have a mom and dad, but... 
Your guess is as good as mine. Wow, you could have two dads. Don't be homophobic. Wow, way to be heteronormative. We do not say this to this child. Does Mosey lead us anywhere? Also, and how tall is Mosey? Somewhere in the range of like four, six, you know, like growing. He's sprouting like weed, but he's got a little more to go. Does he look like he could fight Carl Blair? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think it's safe to say that Mosey would kick my kid's ass. Yeah. So yeah, Mosey gets out of his chair, kind of like grabs the most 90s windbreaker you've seen since the 90s. Fuck yeah. Usually this would be a two hour walk, but luckily for you, no one knows the underground quite like me. So come and follow. Come on, it'll be a magical adventure. We're going to have so much fun together. Can we fit in all the places you're going to take us? Oh yeah, don't worry. I'm used to walking around with people bigger than me. Not surprising. It's kind of hard to make friends at school when you don't have a centralized school system in the underground because your government doesn't care about you. But that's a whole other can of worms now, isn't it? Come on, come on, let's go. Ruby is sad again. <laughs> So he uh, walks out, he says goodbye to the secretary. Her name was Janet. Bye, Janet. Hey, she didn't ask our names. Yeah, she was too worried that you were assassins. I follow the Moes. The Moes man. Uh, he leads you out of the radio station, and you start to find yourself going through a surprisingly complex series of back alleys and tunnels carved out into the wall. And uh, you... Eventually reach an opening where you can see that one of the subway tunnels, like, completely opens up. And it, it's no longer even a subway tunnel. You have reached the underhaze. Brandon, would you say we're moseying along? I would say we're moseying along. You find yourself in the mouth of the underhaze, and you immediately see that while Subway City was more of like a slum-style grimy, this has a very industrial type of grime feel to it, you know? Instead of being dimly lit by fluorescent light tubes and burning barrels, everything seems to have a harsh red glow to it. You can see... Stacks of smoke coming out of factories in the background. A lot louder. You can hear a lot of machinery and shit running. Make me a perception check. Nat 20. I got a nat 20. And I, Ruby was, I, like, I, Rachel's also going to ask, do, you, do we see anyone and are they kind of dressed the same way people were dressed in Subway City? Well, we'll get to that in a moment. And I rolled a 12 and I do have one question of, is this, at this point, does it stop becoming... Like, tunnels. Like, this is like a open underground city. Like, I think, like, the mutant city from Futurama. Uh, that is actually the perfect comparison. What'd you get, Dan? A non-nat 20. So, at this point, Crafter, you're, uh, taking a look around, you know, trying to figure out, like, the layout of the place. While Yardak looks up, and Ruby looks behind her. Ruby, you see two... Not-so-friendly-looking people following you. And, Dan, you see another one skittering on the ceiling above you. Oh-ho! Do I notice any of them, or I, w I rolled too low? Uh, no, you're kind of, like, looking at the underhaze. Because I had a plan, but it involves me being able to know we're under attack, so I guess I'll have to wait. You know, we're just gonna turn around and be like, what's your problem? To try and act like she belongs here? What do you see, my darling? You have a, uh... Individual with you who we seem to have some difficulties with. 
Oh god, we gotta protect the kid. It's not a fetch quest, it's an escort quest! God damn it! And it's at this moment that the person from the ceiling, like, drops down, direct, like, in front of you, not directly in front of you, Crafter, but, like, you officially now know, oh, something's going on. Am I close to the person jumping down? Say you're, like, 40, 50 feet away. Okay. Well, I was gonna try and do a reaction thing, but I think that might be too far away for what I want to do. Uh, we'll run it by me. Razzle-dazzle him. Use my hero point for a reaction. That's gonna be a bit too far. And the people that I noticed, are they're pretty far from me too, right? Probably about the same distance away. So I will have to humble uh, a request. Give me the child. No, that's creepy. That's just actually what Ruby says. No, that's creepy. I want to threaten them. You will all back off now, or I will send you to the upside. Yeah, you can have the kid if you can get through us. Roll me some intimidation checks. 18 overall. All right. Well, with that, everyone gets a hero point. Okay. Uh, okay. Because hey! you all definitely rolled high enough, but you're not getting it out of it that easy, fuckers. I was going to originally roll a perception to see, like, does anybody seem like they'll be fucking blinded if they saw real sunlight? Because I am prepared to send someone here to, like, Riverside City right now. I also want to point out, I can blind them with my fucking hands. I did not think of the ramifications of sunlight in the eyes. Yeah. Ooh, that's a, ooh, all right. The crafter is not pulling any punches, like, you are not going to harm this child. We've adopted Mosey. See the person standing next to the one who was originally talking, just, Sorry, brah, but the money's way too good on this one. <laughs> the one, uh, but on the other side, who was skittering on the ceiling, just, The child comes with us. Okay, fucking Voldemort. I do not know of this Voldemort. <laughs> My name is Nightwish. Like the band? Uh, yeah, but with more Ys. <laughs> but with more Ys! You know, Ys instead of eyes. Okay. Because copyright. Which is also spelled with a Y. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, okay, so what are they, uh, so they're, they're not backing off. No. Are any of them super close to me? About 50 feet either way. Am I kind of, because I turned around to talk to them first, am I kind of in front of these two, of, in front of, like, the kid, Yardak, and the crafter? Yeah, you're, like, a couple steps ahead of them. Okay. I'm trying to, I want to use one of my hero points as a reaction to just do, um, razzle-dazzle on them. You can easily razzle-dazzle the first two who are talking. Ruby kind of just takes a step, like, a slight step forward. Yeah, that's not gonna work for me, and put their hands up and razzle-dazzles. It's a DC 15. Alright, let me go ahead and roll those. The one who sounds like this, brah, since you haven't got names yet. He seems to be rather unfazed by it, but this man on the other hand, you see him kind of like grabbing his eyes, what the fuck? Uh, you know what, good, he was the creepiest. Roll initiative. 14. 15. 16. Wow. I'm trying to remember if I said I had any <coughs> daggers or anything before this. I can't imagine that you would have gotten rid of the knives that you had while you were fighting Atlas the Alpha. Okay, I'm imagining I have at least one dagger still. Yeah, at least. First up is going to be Ruby. How close are anyone to me? Still 50 feet in either direction. You know, the two who you just tried to razzle-dazzle will say 45 because you took that extra couple of steps. 
I'm gonna move my 30 feet to get closer to try and get in like actual stabbing. Is I can't remember. Or is t is removing a weapon considered a movement? Uh, quick draw, or unless you have quick draw, yes, it would be a move action. I'm just gonna try to move closer to them so I can be closer, and then I'm fuck it, making like a fucking anvil to fall down on the one who's already blind. Yes. I love how because I'm a DM, you keep going back to the anvil thing. I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah, roll the hitter. Okay, I rolled a 19, so 26. Well, I mean, he just rolled a 4, so yeah. Well, he fucking got bonkled. Tell me what it looks like. Ruby just kind of intimidatingly goes up, and that's not all I can do, and a fucking anvil falls from this dude's head. Ah! You bitch! Uh, you will discover why they call me Mr. Mangle. Mr. Mangle. What a dumb name. Shut up, you're a dumb name. Well, Mr. Mangle's now Mr. Crumbled. And with that, it is going to go to Nightwish, who, despite the fact that he's laughing at you guys making fun of this fucking fool, is going to try and attack your deck. Bring it on, bitch. Does a 21 hit? Yes, it does, by one single point kind of closes the distance in between you really quickly and slashes at you. You're quite amazed by how quickly he moves. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be a toughness check. 16. So he is going to get a pretty good swipe at you. Okay, so that's going to get you for one. With that, Yardak, it's your chance to get revenge. So what I'm going to do, because he's still right there at me, right? Oh, yeah, you two are right in front of each other. Okay, I want to use my quick draw ability to just take my spear and do a quick, like, not quite anime style, but like a quick, like, to, like, fucking slice this bitch. Roll that shit. 16 and spears, 10, 26 altogether. That is going to hit. What's the DC on that? Uh, 26. Uh, yeah, you managed to fucking... Slice this guy. Would you tell me what that looks like here? I mean, no matter which way you cut it, you hit. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> I kind of just like diagonal across the chest down. Or actually, no, since I was coming up from the gut up to the shoulder. You rip right through his torso and you see this dark, sludgy blood just start pour out of him. He kind of looks at you and smiles. That felt. Exhilarating. Oh, okay. So that's what he's into. Well, from there, it's gonna go to Kraft Macaroni and Cheese. <laughs> so, there are three of them, is that correct? One of them has been anvil bonked, one of them has been sliced, the other one sounds like this, brah. Alright, and none of them are downed. So my first thought is to try to do telekinetic toss, but uh, extra effort to do it as a multi-attack. Ooh. That basically I just grab a bunch of different objects and just bash all of them. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm just going to do the extra effort without using my hero point to recover for now. One of the things you should grab to hit them is the anvil. Yeah. So like the other two hands are reaching out to grab new things and the other and the one just goes bonk. So I roll a negative three on each of those. You know what? The first one will be for the guy who's on the ground with the anvil. Okay. So that's going to be Mr. Mangle. Shit. Well, that one definitely didn't work, because I rolled- Well, you know what? You tell me, but I rolled a total of eight. Whatever you have flying toward him, he unintentionally ducks, like, grabbing his eyes, because son of a bitch! Like, slapstick comedy, where he, like, avoids major fucking injury by accident. Oh, yeah. We're talking, like, full-on Charlie Chaplin. 
try this again. So now I'm going to go for Slither Bro. All right, that's going to be Nightwish. God damn it. That's 16. Yeah, but I say better than the first one. Oh, that's, that's a lot better than the first draw. Oh, no, you fucking nailed them. Tell me what that looks like. Yeah, so for that one, I think I just grabbed a chunk of a wall from a building next to us, like, telekinetically grabbed it and ripped it and just slammed him across the side with it. Preferably, if I could, if he was close enough to something else, to sandwich him between them for a moment, at least. Yeah, we'll say that, yeah kind of knock him up against the wall. Then, uh, last is, uh, I might as well reveal the name of this guy. Boom! Headshot! <laughs> that's his whole name? <laughs> that's fucking hilarious, actually. 16 again. Yeah, 16 actually hits. I'll take it, he rolls against a DC of 25. Tell me how you knock him out. He rolled a nat 1. His total altogether is a 5. Yeah, alright, he's knocked the fuck out. Yes, he is. I just wanted to be sure. I, you know, I want to be fair. Uh, yeah. So I think for that one, I actually rip the ground out from underneath him, trip him on the ground, and then bring the ground back down on him. Hell yeah! What else is there to say? But boom, headshot. <laughs> Was he Sparky Sparky Boom Man? Well, his whole thing is because I mean, he had a really fucking big gun. Well, yeah. I'm glad I got rid of that guy because he might have tried to shoot the child. So I did that. I'm gonna be hindered, but I am going to, if I can, move close to Mosey. Yeah, you, you're two or close enough where after doing that, you can kind of, like, get right up on him. So anyway, that's my turn. Uh, well then, it is going to go to Mr. Mangle. Uh, okay. Yeah, with a 15, he's actually able to, like, get his shit together. He lunges towards you, Rachel. Well, he was on the ground, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, fuck, that's right. So I'm just saying, he, he would either need to use his move action to stand up, or make a DC 15 athletics check to stand as a free action. He does not. He gets up. <laughs> Ruby, it's your turn. How close is he to me now? Fifteen feet. He's not close enough where I could take out the dagger and then not have to move to stab. So. You're both not close enough to do the things you want to do. So I couldn't create something and then try to, like, be intimidating. Like, I, cre- I was thinking, like, I create a sword and just try to intimidate and, like, stand down. I mean, I guess you could do it with extra effort. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Fuck it. I have, I still have a hero point. Arcee's always telling me we don't use enough hero points. So I make the sword, and I, like, just menacingly, like, walk up to him, like, stand down. You don't want to fuck with us. Roll that intimidate. Could be worse. At least I have something in this. So, 13 overall. The 13, he looks you dead in the eye. Ma'am. If you think that I'm going to survive, if that child survives, then you are too naive to be down here. You know, I just respond, I don't give a shit about your survival. Wonderful. Then we feel the same way. I'm going to be so disappointed if I have to portal this dude in half. (laughs) Uh, You say disappointed, I say coolest way to fucking kill a villain ever. Yeah, I know, but again, try to avoid being a murder hobo. Have fun. We're in the underground. Also, so now I've moved, like, I'm in front of him, like, holding a sword. And I believe that is your turn, right? Yes, that is my turn. All right, uh... And you're fatigued for the future. Oh, can I, can I use that? Oh, unless you use your hero point. Yes, use my hero point. Do not be... So, uh, that's gonna knock you down to no hero points, but it's okay. I'm sure you're gonna get one more by the time of night. So there it is going to go to Nightwish, who is currently pinned up against the wall. And I suppose the first thing he's going to want to do is roll to not be. 
he manages to, like, weasel his way out of the predicament that you have put him in, R.C., but smelling the blood in the water, he kinda... <sighs> Fuck this, I'll take my chances. And he scurries back up the wall. Bye, bud. But from there, it's gonna go to Yarnak. How far am I from the dude that basically said fuck you to Ruby? 50 feet still. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have fucking projectile things I can do. <laughs> At a minimum, you could literally throw your spear. I know that there's water around, but I'm going to save that for something more dramatic. Um, I want to take my water skin, crack the bitch open, give him a few smacks on the ass with a water whip. All right, uh, roll that shit. 10 and 14. 24 to hit. Oh, Rizzy, right. That is going to Rizzy hit. Let's see for how Rizzy much. <laughs> He's Rizzy dead. What? Dead from an ass slap. So you whip forward this giant uh, force of water, which slaps him right on the ass, sends him flying face first into a wall, fucking smacks against it, hits the ground. He's in La La Land. Alrighty, say hi to Emma Stone. Uh, and from there, Crafter. It's just the one guy left skittering on the wall. I want to open a portal right above him, and I'm just going to do another op- uh, bottom of the ocean uh, water blast. <laughs> okay, well, that's it. Fuck, 16. Unfortunately, a 16 is not going to be high enough, so he kind of, he sees this massive fount of water coming toward him, just, shit! kind of skitters around it, and uh, before any of you have another opportunity to take a swing at him, he actually makes his way into a vent. Ah, uh, that is going to take you out of initiative. I turn around and look at Mozi, and I, I don't get rid of the sword, I just put it, you know, I make a sheath for the sword and then put it in there and go, who who the hell were they? Ah, uh, shit, hang on, uh... God, there's so many of these assholes. Uh, let's see. The one that sounded vaguely European. Uh, that was Mr. Mangle. He's a dickhead. The vampire one. Got that. Sexist asshole. The vampire one. Uh, Nightwish. Real fucking butt pipe there. And, uh, boom headshot. You know what? He actually used to be a nice guy. I'm kidding. Fuck him. (laughs) (laughs) I like you, kid. Thanks. There's a reason I'm a radio personality. I'm going to ask, Mosey, would you like some kind of disguise as we walk around here? Ah, nah, disguises never work. Dickheads come, dickheads go. Anyways, uh, we have to go. Okay. I really don't want to stick around here any longer. Yardak, freeze them to the ground. Okay. Hell yeah, bitch! 19. They are frizzly frozen to the grizzly ground. I'm done with this busy bit. Thank God. <laughs> Let it go, bitch. Oh, Christ. Did you just make a Frozen reference in the year of our Lord, 2021? How does he know? Yeah, kid, if for you, didn't this movie just come out? <laughs> we have Pirate Bay too, dickhead. I, you know what? It'd be funny. I was like, well, the, the second one didn't come out that long ago. Uh, yeah, you didn't quote the second one. I look into him. I was like, fine, let's go into the unknown. Uh God, I just want to go home and listen to Run DMC. Give me a genre. Is there a movie genre you'd rather me make references for? I really like 80s slasher movies. I really like the part where I get to see guys' butts. Butts are funny. <laughs> butts. Butts are funny. 
<laughs> Anyways, let's go. You continue to make your way through the smog and factories and alleys of the Underhaze. I hope that whatever that was wasn't full. Before eventually you wind up working your way through, like, more tunnels and halls that are, like, in the actual caverns of the undergrounds. And you see, off in the distance of this tunnel, a lot more light than you have seen since you've gotten down here. Like actual light or like fluorescent? No, I, I mean neon light, but lights nonetheless. And as you approach this light, Mosey's just, ah, I always love going here. It's the underhaze I really don't like, but you guys are about to see the coolest part of the underground. Welcome to Neon Glow. And as he says that, you exit this tunnel and you see what can only be described as a shockingly nice and futuristic part of town. Reds and purples and green neon lights advertising all sorts of shit. There's a lot of, like, scooters kind of scooting around, no cars, but like a lot of Vespas, which you haven't really seen anywhere else. It just has a very big city vibe. Ruby's gonna look around and say... Some of the production people from Space Cadet have definitely been down here at some point. <laughs> yeah, all sorts of weirdos have been down here. What's the average life expectancy for the underground? Uh, it really depends on what part of the underground you live in. What part do you live in? I live in the 45. So basically this kid's got about another 30 years left. Yeah, fingers crossed. At the rate that things are going, I might have less. <laughs> I'm always scared. Mosey kind of continues to walk through and goes, Alright, so... Suppose I should fill you in on where we're going. Uh, yes. That'd be nice. The way I see it, if someone like Brock is being hidden around here, then there's maybe only ten places that he could be. I'll be honest, I don't really feel like going to all ten. It's not that I don't like you guys, it's just that I've already had three people try to assassinate me today. Valid. Plus you probably gotta get home for supper or something, right? Supper? Oh, that's one of the three meals you get up there, huh? Oh no, Ruby's sad again! <laughs> <laughs> so, I, and Ruby just looked to go, sometimes we call it dinner. I call it an opportunity. Anyways, as I was saying, long story short, we're going to talk to someone I hate who has a lot of information. Okay. Will this person try to kill you? I don't think so. Does this person hate you back? I mean, they do, but they also kind of owe me. Uh, her name's Elle, and she works for a lady called the Rat Princess. We just deadpans and goes, do I need to curtsy? I mean, she appreciates shows of respect. Has the crafter heard of, no, probably not Elle, because that's a very generic name, but the Rat Princess. Roll me, roll me an intellect. This is just more Rachel. Is L like the name, like E-L-L, or or is it like L like the letter? Uh, E-L. And I'm guessing, I have pop culture, but I'm guessing the Rat Princess would not be known in pop culture, right? I mean, if you want to roll, I won't stop you. I do have well-informed. My roll was 18. Finally, 24. Rachel, we'll say with an 18... You know, I presume that since you've become a superhero, you've kind of perused, like, websites and shit trying to find out more. Uh, the Rat Princess is a name that you've heard come up a few times, but it's been more as, like, an urban legend type deal. Robert, on the other hand, you know that the Rat Princess is no legend. You are aware that the Rat Princess runs every bit of crime 
not just in the high wind, but possibly in the entire American Northwest, and a little bit in Central Canada. You know that the Rat Princess has never been seen. You know that the Rat Princess has never been heard from. The only people who know who the Rat Princess is are the Rat Princess's most high-up rodents. And yes, she does call them her rodents. Of course she does. But that's about what you know about the Rat Princess. Sounds like a bad bitch. Okay. You find yourselves at the ramen shop, which is creatively called the ramen shop. I need you guys to understand that I went through 20 names that I hated before I landed on that one, so cut me some slack on this, please. Is the ramen good? I like ramen. <laughs> I mean, there's only one way to find out. Uh, we're gonna have to eat the food as a show of respect, aren't we? Uh, actually, yeah, that's probably for the best. Not to mention we're gonna need to sit down and order anyway. Did you order something special off the menu and that's how they know that you're here for business? Ah, oh, you've been around the block a couple times, huh? A few different blocks, a few different times, a few different times again. Mm, a few different timelines. I'm familiar with your work. Actually, would that be public knowledge that you've done time-traveling shit? Uh, no, I would say, like, uh, you know, some people out there know, uh, like, Union, Betsy clearly knows, but, like, no one knows where he's been. Then Mosey knows. Are you telling me, like, the smartest intelligence agencies on the planet are, like, Data Kraken, The Crafter, Union, and Mosey? Yeah! Had Cannon accepted. I'm just trying to make sure I understand the power scaling here. Well, none of you have kind of triggered his power yet, so... Wait, no, actually, he turns to you. You have traveled through time, right? Yes. Yes, I have. How did you know that? Ah, uh, well... Eh, you know what, I can trust you guys. People can't lie to me. Oh! As in they are physically incapable of lying to me. Ruby says completely earnestly and said, Thank you for not asking my name. <laughs> like... Ah, uh, well, after I tried with this guy and he danced around it, I sort of figured that that wasn't gonna work. Ruby's genuinely fascinated by this, and I say, are my illusions, do they, like, are my illusions less effective on you? I mean, if they tried to bullshit me, I guess. But I don't think that your illusions can talk. I try to tell him he's adorable, and I fail. Are you saying that you were trying to lie to this child and call him adorable? Yeah, I want to know what happens. This kid is not cuddly. So, you try to get the words out, and- Do you guys remember the scene in Bruce Almighty- La 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 la. You do that. And Mosey looks at you. Were you trying to insult me? I was trying to tell the opposite of my truth to see what happens. What did you think I was bullshit? Could be. I don't know. You guys kind of saved my life. I am. I trust you to a certain extent to at least tell you that you can't bullshit me. Are we alone in here now? Yeah, so you walk into the ramen shop. Okay, well, because I'm going to ask something, because I'm genuinely curious. So my illusions can make noise, right, RC? Right, but he is, uh, basically I've taken that Mosey uh, has a protection against factual inaccuracy. So you have to be saying something, not- Yes, but I was saying I can make an illusion talk. Right, but the illusion would have to be lying to him. I don't know if the illusion itself talking. Yes, but I want to try to make one lie to him to see if that works. Well, tell me what character you create. You know what? I make Freddy Krueger again, and he goes, I'm not- and I try to make him say, I don't want to kill you. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, and I make Freddy Krueger go away. And I go, so the illusions can't lie to you either. You walk into this Robin place, Mosey kind of sits at the uh, little bar area you guys follow, and, uh, and when I turned to Mosey, I said, is this just ramen, or does it have other Japanese food? You know, honestly, I haven't actually ever ordered food from here. But I've heard it's pretty good. Uh, I, 
He hands you a menu. You can look. Do they have other Japanese food, or is it just... Ramen and sushi, sushi and ramen. Welcome to Billy Bob's Sushi Ramen Shack. I assume that Mosey can read, right? Yeah, maybe not the best, but... Okay, I'm just making sure. I just didn't know if he handed handed her the menu because he can't read. Do I see udon on this menu? Yes. Okay, I order udon. I get a number three. All right, and uh, Dan, are you ordering food? Yeah, I want the seafood special. I would not eat the fish down here. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I was like, the fish are going to be radioactive, dude. If you had just a Japanese in general, I was going to order katsu curry. Listen, we get it. You lived in Japan. (laughs) I did live in Japan. And I want Japanese curry. It's so hard to find. Uh, But yeah, I get a number three spicy. No, fuck it. For the the sake of being able to give you this much in life, Rachel. That is the only other item that they have on the menu. I guess I, we did not make Ruby a- You were not a military brat, nor did you live in Japan. She did summer brat. I was like, they have Japanese curry. And I said, I would like katsu curry. Couldn't find it anywhere in Riverside, but in the underground. <laughs> in the underground. Yeah, welcome to Neon Glow. This uh, 30-year-old blonde woman, smoky uh, eyeshadow, kind of comes and takes all of your orders. And finally, it gets to Mosey, and he goes, Ah, jeez, I can never remember what it's called. Uh, Ah, right. I'll have the rat roll with extra wasabi. She kind of looks down at him. Oh, I should have recognized you. Looks at uh, you three. Was it an actual order? Yes. I desperately need spicy ramen right now. Well then, follow me. She kind of puts the ticket in, like, the kitchen window and, like, leads you into a back room. Typical office for, like, a restaurant. Uh, only you mm-hmm. notice that instead of the usual one security camera... Uh, There is one in every corner, making sure that every inch of this place is covered. She, uh, you know, gestures for you to sit down. Mosey, what can I do for you today? My friends here are looking for somebody. Would you guys care to explain the situation? This lady scares me. I don't like talking to her. We're looking for Laserhawk. I was wondering when someone would come looking for him. I could tell you where he is, but... I don't see how that would benefit me. More importantly, I don't see how that benefit my boss. I'm sorry. Do you think that a known acquaintance of the Rat Princess was just gonna give away information for you? I figured you might squeak. Darling. Look, is there some kind of task we need to do for you? Because we've done a lot of shit already. It's not so much what the three of you could do for me. So much as the kid. Oh. God damn it. How about we count this as our favor? Fine. Looks at the three of you. You guys fucking owe me. <laughs> Ruby wants to adopt this child and get him out of this fucking place, so maybe that doesn't play him back. I guess we're even. Where's the hawk? Scribbles out an address, slides it across the table. Pleasure doing business with you, honey. Ah, fucking hate you, Elle. Love you too, darling. The fact that you can say that weirds me the fuck out. Yeah, you do realize he's fully a child, right? Like, this is Ruby. Like, I was like, this this, this dynamic is uncomfortable. Not in a weird way, in a he's useful way. Didn't get less weird. Agreed. It got more weird, actually. i really holding back on wanting to threaten her. Well, so you got the information. Kid, two things. How do we pay down here? Uh, money? And two, do you want anything? It'll be on me. 
Awesome. Can you help me read the menu? These words are really weird to me. Do you not know how to read? Or is it just because it's Japanese? It's because it's Japanese. I run a radio station. You can't be dumb and run a radio station. And I go, what, what kind of thing you want? Want something soupy? Something, something curry? I mean, shit, they sell ramen here. I'll make it easy on you. And I start reading the different types of ramen they are. I decided I am going to mildly threaten her. Not like a full-on intimidation check. So yeah, uh, we'll say that, like, Ruby and presumably Yardak and Mosey are, like, walking back to the little bar area. You kind of hang out in the doorframe and say... Yeah, I imagine they have handed me the ramen, so I'm eating the ramen while I say this. Uh, I open a portal, I reach into it, I grab a little bit of extra cash, I toss it her way. If I, uh, if I ever hear that you've threatened, that you've threatened, or, god forbid, harm this child, I will bury you. I will bring a million tons of rock down on this building and make sure you're inside. Roll me an intimidate. <laughs> awesome ramen, though. Uh, really? No, I don't want to intimidate. I'm not actually, I, this is, this isn't just letting her know. This is not... <laughs> Intimidation, I'm not trying to change her behavior, I'm just letting her know the consequences of her own actions. He's just being informative. And and to be fair, I paid her extra money, too. Awesome ramen, though, I would- I may come back to here someday. As much as I appreciate the extra money and the compliment, darling, I need you to know, I'm not the one in charge here. And if I was, she kind of steps out in the hallway, out of, like, the way of the cameras. Between you and me, shit would be run a lot differently down here. Unfortunately, moves her, uh, shirt a little bit, and you see, like, a scar in her shoulder. That bomb in there keeps me loyal. Bomb? Jesus. But I do appreciate the compliment on the ramen, darling. I take a lot of pride in it. Noted. Good day to you. And a better one to you, darling. She winks at you and goes back into the kitchen. The curry's really good, by the way. Thank you, sugar. Alright, I'm finishing up my ramen as I come back. You see, like, Mosey kind of, like, flipping through his phone. Just, alright, let me check over here, and, ah, there's the place. That's the place? How is... What about it? Alright, so, it looks like the address she gave us is it's an Okada Tech warehouse. Not what I was expecting. Usually those places are locked up pretty tight. Oh, it's abandoned. That'll do it. Actually, I was like, actually that tracks this whole adventure started with us being attacked by Okada Tech robots, so. I'll be honest, I don't understand where they're coming from. Usually Okada Tech's pretty tight about keeping their tech inside. It's almost like, it's almost like he's still alive. Not the first time I've heard that. Oh, that's concerning. Crafter cocks an eyebrow. Who's alive? You guys ever heard of the Machinist? Yes. There's been all sorts of crazy robots to fuck up this town and our beautiful underground. The only Okada Tech I've ever seen has been the machinist. Is this where we, uh, part ways? <sighs> I'll get you to the building. After that, yeah, I'm not going in there. I'm scared. You are a child. This is allowed. Thank you, great benevolent one. While they're walking, Ruby gives uh, Mosey the visual aid phone number. I like you, kid, and I, I, uh, I, I'd like to help you out if you ever want to get out of living under the ground. Did you just give me your phone number? And I go, I, I have two. This is the visual aid phone number. Ha, <laughs> I got a pretty girl's number. Jim owes me ten bucks. Jim owes me ten bucks. You know what? Ruby's a little charmed by it because he's twelve. I was about to say if this kid was any older, that joke would not have flown. <laughs> yeah, because he's twelve, it's cute. Like, literally, if he's thirteen, it's creepy. Yeah. 
Like, Carl, Carl can't do this. Carl wouldn't have the stones to do this. What I was going to suggest is when we get to the location, I was going to offer to portal him back. Slither your way through busy streets before, once again, ducking into alleys and ducking back into the tunnels that kind of connect the different districts. Mosey goes, now, I didn't really feel the need to warn you about anything before now, but uh, I just want to warn you guys that Scrap Heap's kind of a rough place. So, you know, maybe... Is that another section we're heading to? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, not not that you guys need to worry, but, you know, kind of keep your wits about you. If nothing else, just keep an eye on your pockets. I don't know if you keep, like, wallets in your superhero suits, but you might want to look out for those. Ruby has pockets in her dress, and so she puts her hands in her pockets so she can hold her wallet. Holy shit, your dress has pockets? It has pockets. You make your way through, and you see, like, another, like, odd... Neon Glow was also kind of like a domed, open city-type area. And you walk into a third one of those, and boy howdy, if you thought that Subway City was a shithole, welcome to Scrap Heap. Every structure is made out of rusted, shitty metal, garbage all over the place. Seemingly every light bulb that's lighting this place is flickering. Horror movie vibes about the place culminates when you find yourselves in front of a big-ass, abandoned, spooky-looking warehouse. This is the place. Of course it is. You're in front of the place, Mosey looks at you guys and says, uh, so, like, you guys are nice. Don't die, okay? We'll try not to, kid. I believe in you. Also, try not to die. I've gotten pretty good at that. Besides, I've got insurance. And he pulls out a fucking Glock. <laughs> Fuck. I gotta be honest, not very good with this thing. That's why I decided not to use it earlier. Well, thank you for that. Ah, yeah, well, you know, I heard that friends like to not have extra holes put in them. Would you feel better if I opened a portal for you to go back to the radio station? Oh, sweet mother of shit, that would make me feel so much better. Alright, Mosey, well, stay safe out there. Same to you. Thank you. And, uh... Oh, wait. I'd like to roll a sleight of hand check. To um, do? I, I wanna... Can I Can I do it and then tell you what I'm doing? This one time? Sure. This is for fun story purposes. Okay, I really hope I'm successful because it was 24. Well, what are you trying to do? I mean, you're probably right. But... I want to open a series of portals, uh, and basically I'm going to grab a, a jacket for him and leave it on the desk, uh... At the, at the radio station, like a nice jacket. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're able to do that, no problem. He doesn't even notice that you do uh, it. Because as you're opening the portal, he kind of turns to you guys and says, uh, Hey, when you guys rescue Brock, can you do me a favor? Yeah, sure. Tell him to tell Carl to get back on Xbox. I miss playing Minecraft with him. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Uh, I'll do that. I appreciate that. He needs to help me finish our castle. Bye. Bye. He's friends with Carl. That's so fucking cute. But also, that means Carl is friends with a kid who has a gun. <laughs> Welcome to Highwind. <laughs> a kid that's two years younger than him and has a gun. And lives underground. Meanwhile, I have to imagine that Carl has probably never even shot a gun or like, you know, like... Carl's afraid to play Call of Duty because guns scare him. That's why he plays Minecraft with Mosey. Let Mosey on back in. Hopefully he enjoys his gift. And, like, as the portal closes, because, holy shit, this is dope as f- <laughs> so, yeah, I presume that you guys walk in, then. Yep, ma'am. I'm gonna roll a perception check. 
Oh, I was just coming through dick swinging. Well, I'm basically just going through dick swinging because all I rolled is a 10. You see the front door. It's the door that's in front. Thank you for that. You throw open the doors to this place, and, uh, you know, oddly enough, it's, it kind of feels like somewhere where Brock would hang out. It is just, uh, empty dust. No, at least he's at home. Crates upon crates of, like, big-ass wooden boxes, the wood starting to rot away, stacked on top of each other, creating its own labyrinth of rotted-out wooden boxes with, uh, couple of very dim light bulbs giving the place a vague illumination. I'm not even trying to attempt to hide myself. I just start wandering around trying to find my boy Brock. Yeah, same. I'm just looking around. I can do a perception check to see if I can see like anywhere, like any doors. Grab it and throw it. Anyone else want to make perception checks here? Okay, yeah, you know what I might as well. Well, no, I just did one outside. Can I do another one still? Yeah, we're out of initiative. 22 overall. Uh, 14 overall. God. Damn it. <laughs> ten. With a ten and fourteen, Robert and Ruby, you don't really see anything, per se, but you can definitely hear machinery running, which, given the fact that this is a warehouse filled with boxes, feels, you know, a little off. Dan, on the other hand, you're walking along, you know, looking at boxes. Oh, look at that box right there. Look at that box right there. Oh, hey, there's a box right there. Wait a minute. That box looks funny. You give it a push, and sure as shit, it's a doorway that opens. Oh, bitch. Showing a uh, really dark staircase. We need that for the laser hut. Can we have Ruby put her hands out and give us some sparkles as we go down? I believe so. I'm going to say it's a ball, but it's still the same color as Razzle Dazzle. I'm just not letting it burst. What color is Razzle Dazzle? It's like kind of pinkish. Oh, that's cool as fuck. I always thought it was just like white light. That is so much cooler now. I love this. So yeah, you create this pink ball of light, and you see that this staircase actually goes down, like, probably a good three stories. You get to the bottom of it, you turn, and you see essentially a space as big as, like, Brock's entire upper warehouse, but decked out entirely like the lower part of it, so all sorts of computers and machinery, you know, lots of glowy buttons. Ruby's gonna be like, I've definitely seen this on Space Cadet. You see uh, a very petite, red-headed woman hunched over a computer. She looks up and sees you and, oh, I actually didn't think you'd make it here. Damn. Okay, who the fuck are you? I've met a lot of people, and you're not gonna top, you're not gonna top the last person I met. Not really trying to. Um, well, I'm the machinist's daughter, and I'm assuming that you're here for Brock. Now, I understand that, you know, you might want to protect him, but I need you to know how vicious of an individual this is. You know, you, you think you can trust somebody until they kill your dad? Do you know him prior to him killing your dad? I mean, who didn't? I grew up in Highwinds. I idolized Laserhawk. I know it seems a little silly, considering who my father was, but when I was a little girl, I wanted to be just like him. Like your dad? No, no. Not like my father. He was a bad man, but he was my dad, and he was taken from me. I'm truly sorry that happened to you, but... Then leave. <laughs> you say you admit your father was a bad man. You don't want to go down the same path as him. That's what you're doing now. 
I would like to use a persuasion check. Go ahead. But wait, I also just want to point out, does she... Did she did she say Brock? Does she know his name? I if I did say Brock, I meant to say Laserhawk. My apologies. That is a decent roll. Twenty-two. Take a hero point. Yeah. You did that just so you could fucking weasel me out of a hero point, you bastard. No, I was trying to I was trying to get to this person. She looks down. Really should have figured that this was gonna go like this. She uh walks back further up against the hall and you see a shaft that goes downward, and she looks at you guys, and, well, I guess there's no other way to handle this one. She lets herself fall backward. Not 30 seconds after she falls, you hear, and you see this gigantic tank of a robot shoot up and lands directly in the middle of the room, essentially. And it looks up at you, and you see that, like, this thing has, like, a giant dome for a head, like a big glass dome, and you see the machinist's daughter inside. Okay, I'm gonna say that Ruby's hands were up because she was about to, like, try and catch her in case that was what her plan was. That's fair. The machinist's daughter looks up at you and says, I'm gonna ask you one more time, because I really don't want to kill anyone. I just want to get even. Please leave. Where is Laserhawk? Alright then. I guess let's do this. And that's going to be initiative. 19. 17. 21. Ruby. Ruby is ready to fucking fight. Well then, Ruby, you're up first. Ruby makes the biggest, like, <laughs> like a van above her and tries to, like, anvil the robot, but is trying to make something, like, the biggest, densest thing she can to fall on top of this robot. A hunk of van. That is... Basically, just, like, a, a ma- metal... Remember, I, like, made the car last time. I, I, I can perfectly visualize what you're talking about. I've just never heard the phrasing a hunk of van before. Alright, yeah. Uh, roll to hunk of van. 20. Not a natural 20. Barely hits. What's the DC on that? 22. This giant hunk of steel apparates above the machinist honor, collides with, uh, the shoulder of the robot, you see, like, a couple big-ass sparks shoot out, but, you know, not enough to shut down the apparatus. Okay, and I'm gonna use my move action to take out my sword. Alright. I'm just gonna say, you don't have to do this. Neither did he. You're next. You got the whole dome head thing that she's in. What are the legs looking like? Tree trunks. Oh, so they thick, thick. What's this, what's this robot ass like? <laughs> don't. Truck. Literally, you think it was made out of a truck. Okay, I still want to try. Um, I want to baseball slide between the robot's legs and ch- try to chop its leg with my spear. Yeah, go ahead and roll. Uh, roll me an athletic check first for the slide. Six, 18. Uh, 18 on the acrobatics? Yeah, you're able to okay. kind of shimmy your way through. And then for my swipey swipe, 10, ten so 25. Oh, yeah, 25 is going to hit. What's the DC on? Uh, 26. Yeah, so you actually managed to, like, hit this thing in a pretty fucking good spot. Get you in the hinges, bitch. Like, another massive array of sparks shoot out in here. God damn it. Like, not even, like, angry, just resigned. 
And with that, it is actually going to be the machinist's daughter. She's just gonna try and fucking wallop you, Yardak. Ooh, I mean, deserved. Fucking shit, does a 28 hit? Yeah, I think it does. It's gonna be a DC of... 22. And 17. You managed to avoid getting flat. Oh, okay. But she gives you a good fucking smacking, so that's gonna be a negative one to uh, future shit. Okay. And from there, she kind of, like, pivots herself, like, kind of circles around you, so she's facing the three of you again. Okay. From there, you go to the crafter. I want to try, basically use the telekinesis of the gauntlets to basically just reach out and hold the robot in place. Yeah, give it a go. For that, you would actually make a dodge resistance against it. Okay. Uh, against a DC of 20. Yeah, you managed to get her. Tell me what it looks like. Well, how much did it fail by? Because it determines how effective it is. Uh, she rolled a 13 altogether. Yeah, so that'd be two degrees of failure, becoming defenseless and immobilized. Oh, motherfucker. You get to roll another one of that uh, on, on your turn. Okay. So yeah, I think he's reaching out and just like struggling because, you know, it's a giant fucking robot. Um, but yeah, he's basically holding it in place. I think that's what I'm going to, I'm going to spend my whole turn just doing that. Like I didn't move any closer or anything. I just reached out and held it. All right, then. That is going to go back up to Ruby. Okay. How close is she to me? You're sick of being nice. 30 feet. Are there any other places I could try and stab? Like, cause I know Dan was able to stab with the. Get the other leg. Fuck it. I go up. I stab the, I use, I put the sword in her other leg. Roll it. Boy. Ah, fuck. Luckily, I have a lot in blades, but I did not roll well. I was about to say, dude, if you got higher than a 10, you hit, because he's uh, incapacitated. Oh, good. It's a 19, but I only rolled a 3. I just have a lot in blades. So, with a 19, you managed to uh, sink the sword into the other leg. Another shower of sparks. Just, ah, uh, you guys are a pain in my ass. I... Did misread something, uh, so that snare would have been a power stunt, because I can grab, but snare is different. Um, so that would put me into exhausted, which doesn't change anything, it just means that I do get a negative two check against, a negative two against checks that I do for, like, attacking and stuff. Okay, I appreciate you mentioning that. You, uh, give her an old stabberiski, you move forward. Um, anything else? Um, no, because I used all my move action, so I can't go anywhere. Fair enough. You're back, you're up. What kind of exposed places are there on this little machinery lady right now? The area behind her legs that you just clawed open, that's about it. Okay, I assume there's some kind of mechanical mechanicalness in there. So I'm going to aim a water blast and try to get some water up into this machinery. Hopefully shorter out. Alright. Alrighty. 19. Yeah, that adds. Cool. It's DC. Uh, 24. Switching out dice for the last bit of this encounter. Holy shit. <laughs> you managed to rush a jet of water into this exposed gash in the robot's legs, and you hear all sorts of, like, sizzles and popping, and you see that, like, the leg starts to, like, jerk around. So since I got in there, can I power stunt? What are you doing? I, I want to... Give her, like, a be all kind of sassy and, like, snap and then freeze it all. I'm gonna have you roll for it, but you can do that. Okay. And that's 22. What's DC? Uh, 17. Jesus fucking Christ, I'm grabbing big green. Fuck you guys. Oh no. 
Yeah, this thing is frozen. Hell yeah. That leg is, like, completely frozen from, like, toe to hip. From there, it is going to go to the machinist's daughter. So you'd have to roll a, uh, uh, another check uh, against dodge resistance. I love how this is the first fucking bad roll I think I've ever gotten on Big Green. <laughs> and it's a nat one. She doesn't make it, fam. Reaches her arm back in, like, about to throw a football position. An energy spear forms in her hand, and she whips it at Yardak. Oh, well, fuck me. I really expected it to go for me, I was being honest. You know what? Yeah, it'll go for RC. That actually makes the most sense. Hey, she's gonna try energy spear you. You fucking serious? What did you roll? At this point, Brandon extends his middle finger, forgetting that he is on an audio-based platform. <laughs> Fuck, dude. All together, that was 14. Oh, yeah. Crafter just dodges out of the way of that one. Yeah, she throws the spear and you just... How did my dad do this for 10 years? Shut up! That was a very human response. <laughs> Crafter, you bastard. Yeah, I think Crafter says this is an opportunity to stand down. You haven't gone too far yet. Just tell us where Laserhawk is. Roll me a persuasion check. Thirteen. Yeah, see, here's the thing. Now you guys have kind of pissed me off. That's fair. Still not letting you move. Uh, do you have to roll anything to keep up with it, or...? If I, I think if I extra effort again, I knock myself out. I mean, for what it's worth, you have fucked this woman up seven ways to Sunday already. Okay, uh, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna let go of it, and I am going to do another portal blast of of deep ocean water. Nat one, so total of nine. Jesus, the Dicey's are going to jail. You open the portal, and out comes a single trout. Oh, I was expecting the water to knock Ruby and Yardak over. With the flapping of the trout, we're up to Ruby. If I do Razzle Dazzle at glass, does it go through the glass, or does it bounce off the glass? Yeah, Razzle Dazzle will work on her. I am still going to say, like, it doesn't have to be this way. Sand down, uh, and then I just do razzle-dazzle on her. You flash the razzle-dazzle. She looks down at you. <sighs> you know, for a second I thought about listening to you. I use my movement action to take out the dagger now. Your neck? I want to create an ice spear and jam it through the robot foot into the ground. The other leg, the one that I didn't fuck up yet. I, I kind of figured as much. Uh, yeah, go for it. Dirty 20. Yeah, you shove this thing right through her foot. Hell yeah. You still have a move action, actually. Uh, do you want to use that for anything, or? Take a quick hop back, just in case she does some kind of crazy bullshit here. So, as you do that, jump back, she just kind of... I've never done anything right in my fucking life. I'm not fucking this up! Jesus. And she throws another spear. This time at Ruby. Yeah, that tracks. Does a 17 hit? Dodge was 10 is 21. Yeah, you managed to avoid it. How? Uh, I think Ruby literally, like, physically, like, hops back. Uh, yeah, and this thing, like, if it was any closer, your dress would have a midriff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But you narrowly avoid it. I forgot to see if she broke out of the ice. What's the DC on your ice thing again, Dan? Never mind, she doesn't. That was a three. But with that, it is going to be back to the crafter. 
All righty. And how far away are Ruby and Yardak? Oh, from her? Uh, both of you were like still right up on her, basically, right? You know, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna toss some boxes at her, try to get her attention. Uh, that is a total of twenty three. Yeah, you hit her. Uh, what's DC on that? Twenty five. Yeah, tell me what it looks like. Uh, yeah, I just look at all the like the boxes in the area, and I just start chucking them at her. And I imagine I hit a couple of them in, hit a couple of them, like, hit her in the arms, a couple of them hit in the chest, one things off the dome. Well, the last one, actually, is the one that hits the dome, and it cracks that cell, Mitch. Full-on, like, shattered it, or just, like, big cracks in it? Big cracks in it. This room has a lot of boxes in it, right? Yeah. Then I am going to, so I imagine there's at least some boxes that are, like, immediately to her peripheral, her left and her right. Uh, so I'm going to jump through a portal and end up, like, I imagine there's some that are stacked multiple high, and I end up at the top of a stack just outside of her peripheral. What's that? Let's go into Ruby? You know what? Put the dagger in one of the arms. All right. Roll that shit. I imagine you're going to end up like Marion Pippin, just, like, hanging on to the arm as it swings. Not one. You swing, but it go tank off the metal. Am I still holding the dagger, at least? What did you roll all together? So it's a not one, but it's a 17. That's so ridiculous. Then you hit! That is incredible. Yeah, what's the DC on that? Um, I think it's... Yeah, it's 19. On the flip side of things, good job, Big Green, that's a nat 20. Rude! You stab in, but you don't really hit anything of importance. You just sort of punch a hole in, like, the outer layer of metal. Am I still holding the dagger, or did the dagger go in her arm? I'll say that you were able to, like, slunk it out. Are you gonna move or anything, or is that uh, your turn? You know what? I take a couple steps back. Alright, with that, it is gonna go to Yardy. And I wanna blast her as hard as I can right in the chest and knock her down. Alright, roll that. Hell yeah. 14. So, with a 14, because of the immobilization, you just narrowly hit. Hey, hit's a hit. Uh, so you blast this massive jet of water forward. The robot goes tumbling ass over tea kettle with the leg that you have frozen just snapping off. <laughs> I want to yell take that Humpty Dumpty. You see that there's all sorts of like pops and snackles before finally there's proper kaboom and the suit is on fire. Oh! I was promised an earth shattering kaboom. And with that, you are out of initiative. Crafter's gonna portal into the uh, into there and like grab her out of the uh, of the dome. And as you pull her out, you actually see a lot of shrapnel has entered her body. Oh, god damn it! <laughs> yeah, like daughter, like father. I don't think so. And then throw a heal on her. Alright, roll the heal first. Atlantean healing is 10, 24. So, with a 24, yeah, you do manage to, like, she's out cold, but it's been stabilized. Uh, she's been stabilized, I should say. You know, just as you guys are starting to wonder, like, okay, this is great, where the fuck's Brock? You actually hear, like, a couple additional, like, crackles and pops before one of the computers uh, that was standing, like a big old like comic book style supercomputer type thing, just sort of slowly tips over and falls. 
revealing a secret room behind it where everyone's favorite functional alcoholic is tied to a chair with a gag around his mouth. Yeah, yeah, I'm coming. Ruby goes over and starts untying Laserhawk. <sighs> so hard to breathe in that bucket thing. Ruby? Yeah, who the else do you think would come and find you? Also, I fed your dogs. I, uh, thank you. I assume someone closer? I don't know. I honestly thought I was a goner there. Yeah, I point out the crafter. Portals. Oh, that makes sense. Man, I'm happy you were in town. <sighs> hey, Brock. Hey, Robert. Before you see it, the laser hut needs a little work. You know, I was able to figure that one out when I was getting my ass kicked by about 20 robots. Yeah, there were some, some robots left. And uh, at this point, Ruby, uh, your phone actually starts to ring. Uh, do I recognize the number? In the underground? Yes, this time you have finally saved Kit's number. And I go, hey, guess what? <laughs> What's going on? <coughs> <coughs> Everything all right? Did I say, I just uh, just got a, got a beacon signal. Wanted to make sure if, uh, if things maybe got resolved. Yes, we found him. We found who kidnapped him. She's currently incapacitated. Oh, that's that's great. Thank Christ. Uh, I guess y'all y'all will be home soon. I'll I'll get the I'll get the laser hu- I'll get the laser hut back up. No, Ruby actually says, "Do you want to know who it was?" Uh, sure. I mean, he's got a million fucking enemies. It was the machinist's daughter. Great, great. We're making new ones. That's that's wonderful. It's always nice to make new friends and new villains. Yeah, he doesn't do the first one as much though. Am I on speaker? Ah, uh, you can be, and I put it on speaker. Everyone say hi to Kit. Hey, buddy. Assuming that you're the reason they're here? Yeah, you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> you went and got yourself captured, you didn't hit the panic button. The fuck am I even putting this place together for? I'm sorry. I was genuinely caught with my pants down here. I was taking a piss. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad they found- fa- I'm glad you found them. Let's say, I guess you get to show your new friends your old- old haunting grounds. I'll uh I'll get going. I've got the me and Cassie got the laser head back online, so you know it, it's not cleaned up, but it'll at least be functional when you get home. <sighs> Appreciate you as always, kid. Yeah, yeah. Genuinely, you saved my ass. Yeah, don't forget this one. No intentions on doing so, friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, bye. Also, I feel like you should know. Gutter Knight definitely knows who you are now. I was like, so so does this kid named Mosey, who, by the way, holy shit, you saw Mosey. Yeah, he t- he told me. Oh yeah, he told me to tell you to tell Carl to play Minecraft on Xbox with him. He knows Carl. Also, it just occurred to me that the last time you would have seen Mosey, he would have been nine. Yup. When the fuck did he meet Carl? I don't know. Also, that kid is kind of awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah, kid's great. Coolest nine-year-old I've ever met. I also kind of want to want to save that child. Ruby says out loud. You can try to take the kid out in the underground, but uh, he likes this place. I don't get it. You can't take the underground out of the kid. <laughs> so, like, I appreciate you guys. I'd hate to ask another favor, but I got one more favor to ask. Oh? It'd be kind of a dick move if, uh... Well, my wife's moving the last of her shit tomorrow. Can you guys help me with that, since I'm here? Sure. Crafter pops up. Any idea why she left you alive so long? Last minute preparations. Second thoughts. Dramatic 
Pause. Your guess is as good as mine. Never met the kid before. Yeah, is there an- is, who, who are the authorities here? I mean, for a while, that was me. I guess drag her to the above ground to explain what happened. That's what I tend to do. Are you just heading straight up to the, uh, the above ground, uh, with- to drop off, uh, the daughter? Well, say, well, we got you, Mr. Portals. Mr. Portals over here. You know, usually I'd be thrilled to go through the underground. It's a pretty good exercise getting out. But, uh, she kind of whacked my leg a few times with an aluminum baseball bat. Still got a bit of a Charlie horse from that. Alright, alright, Portals it is. Everyone, uh, someone grab her. Laser Hawk kind of limps over to her and just grabs a fistful of hair. Let's go. No, 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 no. I don't let, I'm not letting you grab a person. Holding a person up by the hair is basically torture. Slams head on ground, grabs suit. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> don't look at me like that. She had that one coming. My legs aren't the only place she hit with a baseball bat. I'm happy I have Carl. Crafter opens up a portal and takes you through it. Uh, leading you into Highwind City, uh, near the bar that you found the gutter night at originally. All right, actually, uh, Ruby, or Crafter looks over at you, Ruby, and opens up another portal and says, you can drop her off at the police station. Okay. I, you know, I get rid of my jacket, and so I look very, like, visual aid now. <sighs> Might as well come with you through the portal. They know you better here. Uh, you drop her off at the police station with no issue. Uh, it is now later in the evening, though, uh, since you've come above ground. And, uh, yeah, I imagine you end up at the former Balea house, uh, where Beverly and Carl live. Warning, you think that I have crazy powerful strength? Just, uh, wipe your feet before you walk in, or you're gonna find out what fear really is. And, yeah, uh, I guess you all make your way in. Uh, and you and you hear uh, a voice yell down, Hello? Who's there? Told you I'd be here to help. Oh, thank God, Brock. You know, I was expecting you hours ago. I, we've got a lot of stuff put together, but I, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. He brought some help. I'm sorry. Got caught up at the... Who? Yeah, got caught up at the airport. I have help, though. Hope you don't mind. Well, I didn't... I didn't make any food. I wasn't expecting to have guests. Uh, and then she's uh, coming down, and she's got her hair put up in like a, a bit of a bit of a ponytail. Don't worry, Bev. A lot of things might be different now, but our agreement's still the same. I bring a bunch of DJs in your house. I cook for them, and I go up uh, to Beverly and I just go like, "Hi, I'm Ruby. I'm friends with Brock." And yeah, she uh, she holds her hand out. Yeah, Beverly Moore. Pleasure. Uh, Ruby Lawson. I forgot my own last name for a second. Hi, I'm Ruby Lawson. And you, I know you from somewhere. You probably have seen my face once or twice on TV with the news. Name's Yardak. Yeah, um, oh, oh, and and she kind of doesn't seem to know what to do. She kind of, like, gives a little bit of a curtsy, like, Mr. Ambassador. And I just kind of uh, give, like, a quiet chuckle and say that i i can shake hands it's fine like there's no need for any pomp and circumstance here the man who used to not shake hands with betsy because i didn't trust her and yeah uh, a lanky blonde-haired 14 year old makes his way in and he sees you laser hawk and he goes dad and in a way that none of you have ever seen brock smiles hey buddy chapter 49 the sins of the father. Masks and Mayhem uses the game Mutants and Masterminds 3rd Edition by Green Ronin Publishing. We are not affiliated. 
This episode was written, produced, and fed Japanese curry by myself, Pope Brandon Brownson. You can follow the show for free forever on all major podcast platforms. If you like what we do, please tell a friend. It's the best way to help us reach more people. Our official art is by Jen Evans, and our branding is by AJ Solomon. Our official theme music is done by myself, Pope Brandon Brownson. Additional music credits, social media links, blog posts, and episodes can be found on our website at masksandmayhem.com. So what do we all think of the second part of the adventure? Well, now that we are going to have Mosey be a recurring character, because I've decided that, great. Same. Um, the second I realized how attached everyone became, I'm sorry that I called that audible on you, RC, but, like, how could we not? The only one whose voice I think I could really do is Ramen Plays Lady and Dimitri, perhaps. I mean, in all fairness, I will happily voice Mosey whenever needed. Feed me lines and I will read them. I mean, I guess, I mean, also, I guess in a, we could take time to have you teach me how to do the Mosey voice. I mean, honestly, you just kind of, kind of get a little nasally. Get real high up in your voice, raise it up a little bit, and talk just a little bit out of your nose. Just a little bit out of my nose. Um, hi. Yeah, something like that. The whole thing, I really liked. I, I hope maybe sometime we can come back and get a little more of a detail of the underground and its various districts. It's definitely bigger than I thought it was. I would definitely love that because we didn't even get to all of Well, we got Neon Glow, Underhaze, Subway City, Scrap Heap. Yeah, I love the world building of the like criminal underground. Uh, yeah, no, the other two were the Arteries, which is a series of mines underneath the undergrounds, the under undergrounds. Oh my god. Isn't that technically what Mosey was taking us through? Technically, yeah. Like, the arteries proper are further down, but you did go through the arteries of the city. <laughs> and then within Neon Glow is the Okada Megaplex, which is a building so fucking big that it is a city in and of itself. I'm imagining it as, like, the Emerald City. I mean, yeah, it's already been established that Mosey is a-okay in everyone else's book. Uh, any characters I introduced that we didn't like? Uh, I don't know the name of the person who ran the ramen shop if we got it. That that escaped me. That was L, right? That would be L. Oh, right, that was L. Okay, we did get it, and I'm sorry, I forgot. Um, no, I kind of like, like, I like the villains were, like, good at, like, pissing me off. Especially L. Yeah, who was the one who got away, by the way? Why? For copyright reasons. Uh, that would have been Nightwish. They definitely felt like specifically underground characters, like not people I expect to see reoccur above ground. But I don't know if you ever, like, again, you kind of said you never really intended for them to be that way. Yeah, none of the characters that I really introduced, I imagined, would be, uh, 
reoccurring. I essentially let Nightwish escape, just in case, I don't know, we decide to pull any more switcheroo shenanigans in Season 3. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I really loved the Underground overall. That was, like, you know, again, very cool world building, very different, I think, than what... Because, again, Riverside City, uh, ostensibly, is a normal city with a few, you know, high-tech things in it. Whereas the underground is like its own whole separate world that is different from, well, maybe not different from the real world, depending on where you're at, but. I've always imagined the underground as somehow simultaneously more and less advanced than the surface. Like, yeah, it's a shithole. It is garbage infested, the buildings are falling apart, but they have hollow television. And universal healthcare. Uh, yeah, everyone gets a bullet to the back of the head if they get sick. What would you say the population of Highwind and the population of the Underground is? The population of Highwind proper would probably be somewhere in, like, the 750 to 800,000 range. The Underground is easily a million. Oh. Oh. There's more people in the underground? There are more people in the underground? So the way I always pictured the underground is it's not just a beacon for the quote-unquote undesirables of high wind, but the entire Midwest. Like, this is a place where people got, like, pushed into to keep them out of the public eye. And some of these people fucked and reproduced like jackrabbits. Is the underground, like, bigger than Highwind is, then? Uh, it's not that it's bigger than Highwind, it's just that it's a lot more densely populated. Like, Neon Glow in particular, um, are you guys familiar with Kowloon Walled City? Yeah. No. Um, so Kowloon Walled City was an actual district, uh, within Hong Kong. It was only about a city block wide but had something like 100,000 people living in it. Like, it was a uh, fascinating experiment of just society as a whole. Uh, I don't know if anyone's familiar with, like, Final Fantasy VII here, but places like Midgar, or, uh, like, the main city from that, were based on Walled City. Uh, it's appeared in a few, like, kung fu action movies, but, uh, you know, it's a really just a place that does a lot for my imagination, but one of the big things that does it for me is just how many people they were able to put into one place, not by going outward, but by going up. And I imagine that, like, the underground is just, like, a freak mutant version of that. So, given the, the number of, uh, you know, unliked folks and, and marginalized folks that ended up there. Uh, have the Midnight Gang ever been through there? And has uh, Vapor Kappa been in there? I would definitely imagine yes and yes. Yeah, not that, you know, not that we were necessarily going to run into him, but it was just, a, like I said, he's disappeared for the last you know, almost two years now. Where, where, where better to disappear to? I was about to say the Underground would be a fantastic place for someone like Vapor Kappa to disappear. That checks out. I think that's canon now. No, I'm just thinking of the con- so there are there like a million people just not paying their taxes? You guys were the ones that said they don't pay taxes. I'm happy you guys liked it. I was really fucking worried that you wouldn't, so... It was fun. Relief. Weight off shoulder. 